Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. Praise God. So I want to minister this morning um, on a message that's called, uh, I think I gave Jerry a different uh, title, but just basically the same thing, Demonstration of God's Power. And so most people get where they want to go by car, and so the power, the force in that car takes them where they want to go. All the person has to do is position themselves correctly. And so in other words, if the car is in the garage, and if that person is in the house, they may have what they need to make the trip. But they will not be located in the right relationship to it. And so the problem is not the individual or inability to make the trip. So the problem is that they are not in the correct relationship to the thing designed to bring them to a certain location. And so many times we stay stuck in the Christian life because we are not in the right relationship to the provision, to the force, to the engine designed to get us where God wants us to be. It is not that we don't have the power or we don't know the guidelines or we don't know the structure, amen. But the interesting thing about grace is that God has put the motor inside you and I. And so it is called the new nature. It is called the Holy Spirit. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The motor has already been planted inside you and I. All we have to do is be in alignment. So God wants to use, amen, us. But we have to be in the right position. So the power can be, the power of God can be available to you and I. Amen. Let's read our scripture this morning. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 9. And I said, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. That's what the world does. Amen. They come with their wisdom. They come with their doctrine. Listen to what Paul says. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my message were not uh, impulsive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impact the, the se- impart, sorry, the secret and the hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, no heart uh, of man imagined, 
what God has prepared for those who love Him. Let's pray this morning. God, we pray this morning. We come to You, Lord God, not by our own ability, Lord God, not by our own wisdom, Lord God, but by Your power, by Your Spirit, Lord God. Let Your Spirit be manifested in our lives on a daily basis, Lord God, that people may come to know You, Lord God. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. I want to take a look at the supernatural this morning. And so one thing the evangelist said as he was here, that Pastor Campbell always states, he said that when we get to heaven, we are going to realize how many things while on this earth were actually spiritual. You and I live in a spiritual, amen, arena, in a spiritual realm. And a lot of times I believe that we don't realize this. We traffic in a spiritual realm. Everything around us affects us one way or another. And so if you're here in this place and you are saved, I want to say that your past experiences in the world and in the house of God many of times are determined, amen, in the way you serve Him. We had a lady in our church in Houston. And so this woman, she got powerfully delivered. She was on crack cocaine for years. She was... Uh, Amen. Bound by Catholicism. And so we would have potlucks all the time. And I noticed this about her because every time the potluck was over, she would take everything home. And so this woman, she had grown up in poverty most of childhood. And also because of her addiction, amen, she had grown up in poverty. And so her mentality was, I noticed this. That if she didn't take food home, she might not have food for tomorrow. See, she was delivered powerfully from some addictions. Amen. She was delivered powerfully from Catholicism, from, str from some strongholds, but not from others. Amen. You can be here saved today in the house of God. You can be delivered from some things, but not from other things. Amen. And so if this is true for God's people, how much more is it true for the sinner that has not come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ or his authority? How many of us know that we are serving God and God is continuously revealing things to us? We, re we have an opportunity to repent, amen, but not so for the sinner. They continue in their sin. They continue in their ways, amen. They don't have a hunger for the things of God. So God is not able to break, amen, things in our lives. And so we need to realize this as God's people. People are in spiritual bondage. And so as God's people, we can be insensitive to what the sinner is experiencing and going through. Because even though we, are, we go through struggles in the Christian walk, amen, how many of us know that our lives are better? Hallelujah. Can I have you play the video? And I'm going to play a video for you. So this. So some of this video is bleeped out because this man is uh, cursing. Now here's the thing, what causes problems on this earth? All around the world, what causes problems is one thing. 
It's your sin. Sin causes the problem. Sin is the problem. And so we need a standard of truth, a word of God. You have a problem with me. What's your problem with me? You want to share your problem with everyone? What's your problem? Oh, you know me. You know me. You know me. Okay, we, we, can, we, we can both. Okay, we can both talk over each other. Okay, listen, we can both talk over each other. Why do you have to share your beliefs with me? So why do you have to scream? But why do you have to scream? Inside. Why are you? If, if it's inside, why are you talking? Why? You, why are you talking? Then? Why are you telling me? Then why are you talking? And why are you talking? You're talking. You're talking. I'm from Okay, that's that's wonderful. I'm, I'm from I'm from the planet Earth. Planet Earth. No, 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 that's that's fine. No, that's fine. I'm from planet Earth. I'm from planet Earth. You're from planet Earth, yeah? But I belong to the kingdom of God. No one's here, Bob. Oh, you are. No one's here. You're still here, right? You're still here. You're still here. Okay, if you think I'm a cult, what are you? Look at them. What are you? They're all What are you, sir? Brainwashed. Look at this little van, man. Don't touch me. 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 Listen, I could do something, but the problem is God's going to do in your life. It's what God is going to do. No, no, it's what God's going to do to you. You're going to stand before God and you're going to be judged. You're going to be judged and sent right to hell because of your actions. Because of your curse or anger on the inside. I know. But you know what? I know that you're angry. And I know that there's demons inside of you. And I know that you have no peace inside of you. Because you're rejecting Jesus Christ. You're rejecting the truth. You're rejecting. So the real cult is the one that's holding you in bondage. The devil is holding you in bondage. And you don't want to be set free. And I'm here to talk to you today. Because that, there's a reason why you're here. There's a reason why you're here. Because something on the inside of you is telling you that something we're saying is true. That's why you can't walk on you know it, and that's why you're angry. Something is touching at your heart. You know the truth. And the truth will set you free. If you accept the truth, it'll set you free. I don't know what you've been through. You may have been traumatized. Abused. I don't know what you've been through. But you know where God is? Right here. Right here. Right here. And he wants to reach out to you. He wants to make a message out of your mess. He wants to change you and use you. He wants to do... Listen, I was in jail many times. You're not talking to some punk. I was a thug on the street just like you. I went through a lot of stuff just like you. So don't think you're talking to some punk on the street. You're talking to someone just like you, but God set me free. You think I don't know streets? I know streets, but God set me free from the streets. You think I don't know problems? I had much problems. I had a broken family. I was all over the place doing drugs and alcohol with a bunch of women, but God set me free. All of us. He was an ex-homosexual. He was an ex-homosexual. I went through much stuff, but God took my mess and made it into a message. You can do the same thing for you. There's hope for your life, brother. We're not, here. We're not here because we hate you. We're here because God loves you, man. You're a somebody. You're a somebody. You need to know that today. Why don't you just receive the love? I don't know what you've been through, but receive the love, man. I suck, but God loves you, man. What's your name? My name's David. Hallelujah. You see, the reason why you're here because God's not giving up on you. God's not giving up on you. Would you look, listen, listen. This is what I did when I was 16. I accepted Christ in my life. I heard about the love of God and I accepted it. It wasn't an easy road, but I accepted the love of God. 
Uh, would you just like to try it? You give Jesus a chance. Try it, man. Try it, brother. Would you like to try that? Say, say, say this prayer with me. Just say Jesus. Just say Jesus. Just say Jesus with me. I need you in my life. Come into my heart. I believe you died on the cross for me. Change me. I want your love. I want your strength. I thank you. In Jesus' name. Glory to Jesus Christ! You know what the Bible tells? You know, you know what the Bible says? God's not remembering your sin in the past. He started something in you today. I'm, I'm not lying. The Word of God says it. The Word of God says it. Talk to these guys. Talk to these guys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give God praise for that. God, we praise you. Amen. And so this morning, the man in this video was in uh, spiritual bondage. You saw the hate. Uh, no doubt, uh, it looks like maybe some church had hurt him in the past. He kept repeating that it was a cult. But as he's confronted with the gospel, amen, th there's something Amen. Broken in this man. And I, I want I showed you that video this morning to, to let you know that people are going through things. And we might not see it. Amen. But uh, I want to say that the gospel, it reached down. Amen. And it confronted that spirit of hate. You saw the anger on his face. And so as he was confronted with the love, amen, of the gospel, something broke in him. So that was a beautiful, amen, depiction of what people are going through, amen, of, and what God can do. And I want to say this morning, if we're going to set people free through the power of the gospel, we must be a people who contend for the supernatural, amen, for supernatural breakthrough. And so people are bound, and I, I want to say that, is that they cannot fight for themselves, or they don't know how to fight for themselves. When I first came, amen, to Christianity, I didn't know how to fight for myself. And I just remember coming into the house of God. And so my pastor was praying for me. I didn't know how to pray for myself. He was believing for me. He was speaking hope into my life. He would tell me God has a plan for me. He would also, amen, tell me that I was going to make it. He would always say to me, what you're experiencing now in this early stage of your salvation is not going to last forever. And so I want to ask you a question this morning is that do you realize that people are in spiritual bondage? And are you willing to engage in the spiritual realm for these people to be set free? Ananias was a man who contended in the spirit. In the, in the spiritual realm, Acts 9, 10 through 19, it says, And there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. 
And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the streets uh, called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of uh, Tarsus um, named Saul. For behold, he is praying. And he has seen a vision, a man named Ananias come and lay his hands on him so that he may regain his sight. People are blind. Amen. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done your saints at Jerusalem. And he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a cho chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house, laying his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Goes on to say, and immediately something like scales from his eyes fell and he raised his sight and then he rose and was baptized and taking food, he was strengthened. For many days, he was with the dis disciples at Damascus. I want to say this man, Ananias, he was sensitive to the Spirit of God. It says in the scripture that he had a vision from the Lord. And so Ananias was able to hear from God and not just hear from God, but speak to God. And so this means that this man had a relationship with God. He was a praying man. He says, I, he was available also. He's, he says, here I am, Lord. Amen. And so Ananias didn't say to God, I will go at a later time, but I have to do this first. It says immediately he goes after that. And so when it came to opposition, also Ananias believed God. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints. And here he has authority from the priest chief to bind all who call on your name. And because Ananias was a spiritual man, he was able to meet a spiritual need. And so Ananias was also able to lay hands on Paul, amen, and fill him with the Spirit of God. I want to take a look secondly as available power to you and I. We can know that there is power available to us. But one thing is to know it, another thing is to obtain it. And so the way you obtain spiritual power is to strive for it. Amen. Remember to store up and to use it. Paul was reminding Timothy about what God had done in him. So you can think back, amen, in your own personal lives to when you were saved, amen, and filled with the Spirit. Or when hands were laid upon you. And prophecies were spoken over you. And then you use the gift often and intentionally. We need to use, amen, God's gifts often and intentionally. Amen. We need to share in the suffering of the gospel also. Sharing the gospel with others. Staying close to those in the apostolic office or the apostolic teaching, amen. That means that you and I, amen, uh, follow the teachings of the apostles. Staying with them, amen, through the good and bad of ministry. 
sharing in all things. And so it is the power of God, amen, that is prevalent through us. Amen. We need to surround ourselves with teaching, amen. Study, listen to scripture as often, amen, as we can from biblical teachers, getting intimately acquainted acquainted with the treasures in the Bible. Amen. We need to treasure God's word. We need to fill ourselves with God's word. Amen. And we need to guard the gifts amen, that God has given us. Paul told Timothy to guard it. He told him, which is not amen to be used half-heartedly, but instead that we would use it joyfully, amen, and for its intended use. We should treasure these things. We should protect them. We should walk humbly with them, amen, or in them, and all to glorify Jesus. Because how many of us know we can think, amen, as God is using us, as God is using us, amen, in the spiritual realm, that we can think it is us, or we can think it is because we're doing it, or because we're believing God. But no, it's all to glorify Jesus. It's all for sinners to be saved. And so we must protect what God has done in us. Because how many of us know that we can lose it? Because there's going to be discouraging times in our lives. I remember I would witness to people with all my heart. I would go to the laundromat to witness to people. And they would just look at me with his days. They would look at me. I could tell us, what's up with this guy? He must. He's a fanatic. He's crazy. But I want to say this morning, just because people do not respond to the gospel when you witness to them, does not mean that God does not take it into account. I recall witnessing to dozens of people and not one of them responding. But I want to say that there was one person that responded to the gospel, and I'm married to her today. There's, there's others, amen, in the Houston church that responded. But this one particular person was my wife that I witnessed to, amen, and she responded to. And so that is why it's a challenge to us, amen. We have to guard these things, but we have, have to always remember to involve ourselves on a day-to-day -day basis. And so if we are on the move for God's kingdom, then God will anoint our efforts. You must remember that the Holy Spirit is pleased. Amen. When we pursue God and others, I want to ask you this question. If we're not contending, amen, if we're not, amen, looking for God to use us, why would God give us the power from above if we don't intend to use it? It's not for us, amen. It's to demonstrate His power, amen, and His abilities. That's why you'll see, amen, you'll, you'll, you'll go pray for somebody. You'll go pray for somebody that's sick in body. Amen. And they'll be healed. They're, they're a sinner. I remember I, I met this guy on the street and immediately I just started witnessing to him. And he told me that uh, he needed prayer. And so I laid hands on him. I believed God and he was miraculously healed. Later on, he moved into my into my home. But um, after a while, he just he, he departed. But how many of us know that God, he wants to show himself real? He'll use anything, amen. He'll use healing, amen. He'll use the, the simple preaching of the gospel. We saw it. Confrontation this morning. When that street preacher confronted this man, amen, and kept confronting him, 
there was something that broke inside of him. When we are actively involved, amen, then, God, then power from above is available to you and I. Power that can change, power that can transform. We can lay hands on the sick. I want to say they will be healed. We can speak hope of the gospel to destroy lives and they can be made whole. We can believe God for our family members, amen, and they can be saved. Awesome testimonies that, that the pastor gave, amen, during the revival. He said, it wasn't the way I wanted to, but my father and my mother, before they died, they received Jesus Christ into their lives. And praise God for that. John J. Lake said this, In the beginning, man's spirit was dominant force in the world. When he sinned, his mind became dominant. Sin dethroned the spirit and crowned the intellect. But by grace, amen, is restoring the spirit to its place of dominion. When man comes to realize this, he will live in the realm of the supernatural without effort. And so a lot of times we try to reason things. We try to reason the things of God. Even how we serve God, amen, we try to reason, well, God, if, is this going to work? We try to reason it out in our mind, amen, and a lot of times we hold back because we're not willing to believe God, amen, for those miracles. We're not will willing to believe God, amen, to, to be able to touch, amen, uh, a heart, amen, and, and it be transformed because our intellect gets in the way. But I want to say that's... Amen. God moves in the supernatural. I want to take a look, lastly, at impartation. And so we, we are continuously being filled with the Holy Spirit and actively letting the Spirit ex express itself through our lives, then people will be drawn to what we possess. And so not everyone out there, amen, possesses the indwelling Spirit of God. I used to live in these apartments, amen, they were called Cherry Creek, and every time I would go into the office, I would witness to the employees, Cindy, her sister, and Kathy, Now I would always speak about what God was doing in my life. Cindy later told me that she wanted, amen, what I had. Cindy had come from a church where she experienced dead religion. There was no transformation. There was no power to live for God, and there was no challenge to live right. I want to say this morning that people are not looking for religion. They are looking for the real deal, and I, I want to say this morning that you and I have it. And we need to use, amen, God's Spirit, and not only use it, but project it towards other people. I want you to think about the coronavirus. Amen. The COVID-19 is thought to be spread mainly from person to person, mainly through respiratory uh, droplets produced when infection person causes, sneezes, or talks. This is kind of gross. And so it says the droplets can land in the mouth or nose of people who are nearby, possibly, amen, um, inhaled into the lungs, Spread most likely when people are in close contact, when ab within about six feet, amen. And I want to say that it's the same for you and I, amen. When we come in close contact with people, 
the gospel spreads. When we come in close contact with people, amen, the spirit that we have, amen, tries to interject in their lives. And so the spirit of God that you and I possess is spread from person to person as we are actively involved with others in close proximity to them. The message of the gospel is contagious. When we transmit it in love for others with a passion and a zeal for God, amen, they will be saved. And that's what we saw this, this morning in the demonstration in the video, amen. We saw this aggravated man, this aggro man, and he's coming against this uh, street preacher. But he confronts him, amen, with the love of Christ, and his life has changed. And so we are willing to believe God and to engage people on a personal level. I want to say that I am confident God will give us the souls of this city and beyond. Other cities. Hallelujah. A lifestyle change changes are a result of focus and practice. One who looks intently and puts it into effect will be blessed. It is the one thing, amen, to define an experience and another thing to walk in it. We can look at something and say, oh, God is moving there, amen. Or we can say, oh, we want experiences. We, we want to be in that. We want God to use us, amen, in that manner also. To walk in it, you must focus on it intentionally. Practice it for a while until it becomes natural. Instinctive part of your life. Amen. James 1.25 says, But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and preserves, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So I want to say this morning, as we act upon amen, what God has called us, as we believe, amen, what God has called us to do, God will meet us. And sometimes I'm reluctant some, to pray for people, amen, to lay hands on them. Because how many of us know that, that our intellect is like, well, God's not going to do that. But I want to say this morning that God wants to get involved, amen. God will do it, amen, if we will step out in faith, if we will believe, if we will profess, if we will open up our mouths, Amen. And, and believe God for these things. Man, God is involved, amen, in our efforts. Can I have every head closed and every eye? Sorry, I said that wrong. Can I have every eye closed and every head bowed? You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.